0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Vines, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Now we pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that we will know the things that are given through the Holy Spirit by revelation to the church. Even as the Apostle Peter says, things even the angels are keen to have insight into. But it's now been revealed by the Holy Spirit to the Church of the Living God. Through the Holy Spirit we know things and we can see the things to come. And you remind us of your Word and the Spirit of wisdom and revelation through the mind of Christ is revealed and manifested to your church in the last hour that we can see what the lord would say to the generation at the end of time in the last of days thank you lord jesus god bless you may all take a seat please be seated and uh, enjoy the day we should have a very good day today this uh, morning we will deal with the um, four horses of the apocalypse behind me is a painting of victor vasnetsov a russian artist and uh, his rendition of the four horses of the apocalypse and uh, about to be unveiled to this world it is we're on the precipice we're on the edge of what is a major change in world history and the structure of world the world as it is tonight i will want to again continue on with us but i want to now look at the believer and put you into the picture of the last days and show you how to correctly respond in times such as these that we're going through. Major difficult times, even in this country. Major difficult times. A lot of questions. A lot of people ask me a lot of questions. And, um, well, let's see. I just hope that I'll be able to get some form of insight in this uh, with you and uh, impart to you what the Holy Spirit would say. Revelation chapter number 6, verse number 1. Revelation 6, 1, Now I saw the Lamb open one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. Then, verse Three. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see another horse, fiery red, that went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it, the horseman, to take peace from the earth. And that the people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he was sat on it, had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard the voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. Comes the fourth seal. Then he opened the fourth seal, and the voice of the fourth living creature saying this, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades, in other words, Hell, followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and death and by the beasts of the earth. Here we have four horses. And these horses individually signify different things. First off, the white horse, which is clearly most, actually, I think the overwhelming amount of commentators on this, and I do homework on these things, um, all say that this refers to the Antichrist that will be revealed after the catching away of the church, which I spoke about last week. And this one that goes out here uh the um, the first of these horses had a bow and a crown given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer had a bow and uh, doesn't mention arrows actually and he went out conquering and to conquer so let's say he had an arrow we don't know but what the apostle saw that he had a crown but not many crowns like revelation chapter 19 where you have from verse number 10, you have the uh, heavens open and the king of kings and the lord of lords, which is the word of God, which is the son of God, descending the armies of heaven, falling with him. And of course, he wears many crowns and he is the lord of all and he destroys the beast and the antichrist. This is different. This is the antichrist here. And uh, so this white horse of Revelation chapter number six, Chapter number 6, verse 4, the red horse is the one to take away peace from the earth. Most people agree, and in fact, I don't think of anybody that disagreed on this one, that it represents war and fierceness of battle and take away the peace of the earth. And um, uh, that the Bible says uh, that uh, they would kill to him, and to him was given, they would kill one another, and to him was given a great sword. So when the rider of the west horse, the red horse, is released and he goes out, peace departs from this planet as we know peace. Whatever we understand about peace. I was thinking this morning, there's no such thing actually. It was said from early days. Early days. Philosophers were saying, uh, in fact, I think it was Lenin that said there's no such thing as peace. Peace is only a pause in war. So here we see pieces taken from the earth and people should kill one another and there was given to him a great sword. Number three is the black horse and its rider and of course scales. This here of course the scales is symbolic or a symbol of economic disruption. And uh, the problem is not famine but inflation and scarcity that's coming upon the face of the earth. Now we can say much about that Economic disruption that comes with, of course, here, the black horse. And then the fourth horse is the pale horse, the one which is the horse of death. Death and hell, Hades followed with him. Power was given to them over a fourth of the earth. To kill with a sword, with hunger and with death, and beasts of the earth. This world is going into a time... In which many people have asked many questions and I have been confronted with many questions because that's just the type of thing I do I do a lot of research and uh, so with that being said let's uh, take another look at what the word of the Lord has to say there is a red horse that's got to come out this red horse is going to wage a cause of peace to depart from the earth Now, before I start talking about the world economy and things like that, let me get this thing in sequence. Go to Ezekiel chapter number 38, verse number 1. Ezekiel 38, verse 1. And right in front of the period of tribulation, great tribulation, three and a half and three and a half years, which is a total of seven years, which spans from Revelation chapter number 6, verse 1, all the way through to uh, chapter number 20, 21 when all of this comes to an end at the time of the millennial reign. Well, maybe you need to get tape of this, listen to it, and uh, see what uh, you can understand about it, and that you can be helped also by the Word of God. These four horses of Revelation, even Zechariah, and of course uh, the, the prophet Ezekiel speak about these horses. So it's not something new that's unique to Revelation, but it's also in the Old Testament about these horses. And uh, so a world that goes into a time. May I just, before I read Ezekiel 38 and talk about this war with, uh, with Russia or Gog, the land of Magog, uh, before I talk about that, just to say to you that uh, before it starts, before it happens, you must understand the Bible is sequential. It's not disruptive. It is sequential. Like the book of Revelation everything follows in sequence. God is not the God of disorder, but He's the God of order. Can you say amen? amen. And I think that's where a lot of people start mixing and doing a of, like a kind of a mixed grill of the Bible. And God is the God of order. And if you follow the sequence of your Revelation, the whole book of Revelation, which I can take you verse by verse, you follow that whole Revelation sequence, you see how it works. One thing follows the other. So after the church is cat Caught away. Uh, second, those Thessalonians, chapter before, verse thirteen, and uh, uh, John fourteen, the first three verses, where Jesus says, "I go to play, prepare a place for you, and when I have uh, prepared, I'll come fetch you unto, receive you unto myself." And of course, we know also that then I heard a great voice to heaven says, "Come up here." Revelation chapter 4, verse one, and uh, immediately I was in the spirit, and I saw the throne of God and the four and twenty elders. And the multitude gathered before the throne from every tongue and tribe and kindred and nation and they worshiped the Lamb. How many of you do that? Give the Lamb a praise offering right now. (laughs) Raise both your hands and say, I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Then you see, after the church is there in heaven, chapter number four and chapter number five, you get those two chapters that follow in sequence after the rapture of the church. Now you arrive in the sequence of the four horses and, of course, the war that breaks out. Antichrist now becomes active. He's now released. And now we see, I believe most probably the Antichrist is alive right now. I believe he's right. In fact, the whole sequence of events on earth, as I research it, tells me there has to be one sitting behind all of these things. Tells me that these horses are ready. They, just, they, they are indeed what's happening with scarcity and economic disruptions which are about to come upon the face of the earth. I mean, the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, just stated he has a very bad feeling about the economy of the world this year. While I was looking at the, my research points, points me more to, to September, scarcity and famine. But South Africa is in a different ball game here, completely different league, and you need to have understanding of this. Therefore, we've got to go to Ezekiel 38 to see this. Now, if I go to Ezekiel 38, maybe I read it straight from the Bible here. Doesn't really matter to me. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Mechek, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Verse 3. And say, thus says the Lord God, thus says the Lord God, Adonai Tsevahot. Elohim. Thus says the Lord God Behold, I am against you, against you, O Gog, the leader, the prince, the, the prince called a prince, or like you would say in the Afrikaans language, comes the word called force, like a prince, the leader of Rosh. Mechek, Tobolsk, Russia, Moscow, Tobolsk. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws, make you hungry for something to do, and lead you out with all your army horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, great company with buckles, bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Now we see here, Persia, Ethiopia, Libya are with him, and all with shields and a helmet. And Gomer and all of its troops. Gomer is speaking about Germany, Eastern Poland, Poland, Germany, those areas, and the house of Togarma, which is the uh, place of uh, Turkey, modern day Turkey. From the far north and all of its troops, many are with you. Prepare yourself, prepare yourself. Which is exactly what has been happening in the north out there in the area of Russia. Prepare yourself and be ready. You and all the companies that are gathered together about you and be a guard for them. Take the lead over this. You're now their God. How about that? That's not a good God to have whatsoever. G-A-U-R-D, guard. After many. G-U-A-R. G-U-A-R-D. What am I saying here? I have somebody that's very sharp sitting in the front door here and she's checking on me. Okay. Um, Be a guard for them. And many ways, after many days, you will be visited in the latter years. In the last years. The years that fall at the end of the church age, before the departure of the church, directly after the departure of the church, you have the seed in heaven and now you have this. You are coming to the end of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations and now all of them dwell in safety. You will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud. You and all your troops and many peoples with you, says the Lord God. On that day, it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind. Thoughts will arise in your mind, and you will make an evil plan. Thoughts will arise in your heart, in your mind, and you will make an evil plan. You shall go up against the land of unwalled villages and go to a peaceful people, a peaceful people who dwell in safety, all of them dwelling without walls. Right now Israel has not got any, there are no walls around the cities, having neither bars nor gates. You still have the old city of Jerusalem, but there are no, no gates are open. And to take plunder, in other words, take the spoil and loot and rob looting to take booty to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and again the people gathered from all the nations who have acquired livestock and goods and dwell in the midst of the land Sheba, Dedan, didan and the merchants of tashish and all the young lions will say to you have you come to take plunder have you gathered your army to take booty and to carry away silver and gold and to take away livestock and goods to take away great plunder now to say this to you, in verse number six, you see again, you'll come like a cloud in, and cover the land. It'll happen in the latter days. Then it goes on to talk about the judgment of God. Now, if we look at the this uh, group of people, and I want to spend a bit of time on this because this now becomes important in terms of forward-looking. You have to get this, and if you understand this, you get a much better perspective. Um, put it this way, if you look towards the east, the west, you take the entire scope of the earth, both northern and southern hemisphere. Right now, let me tell you, I and we here in Africa must of necessity definitely prefer in, to be in the southern hemisphere and in Africa. In Africa. And I'll tell you why. I'll explain to you why. Um, This uh, confederation of nations. It's Russia and uh, Islamic allies, uh, Persia, uh, the areas of Syria, and then there is uh, Ethiopia, Libya, the land of Kush, and uh, then finally you have also Turkey and Gomer, and Gomer being more towards the northwest of Asia, coming into Europe, crossing over into the areas of Germany. Now, let me explain something to you which is very necessary to understand because I've been researching around this days on end and um, been looking at this and ultimately trying to find where does this all come from? What is happening and where does it all come? How does this thing fit together? Let me explain this in the morning session. I'll continue the evening session and tell you a lot of things about just how you must respond in terms of your life now here in Africa. But I need to tell you this. Um, I began to look at at the spreading of the sons of, of uh, Noah and uh, there's Sem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham, of course, we find from him comes... Um, Canaan, Canaan, Kush, and uh, from Kush down into Africa but if we have the sons of Japheth they went to the mountains of Assyria north of Syria and into southern Russia and crossed over the mountains and also around the Black Sea uh, towards Togarmah which is Turkey they crossed over and went through there up into Europe. Now in the ancient world I didn't quite know how to do it but Uh, eventually the Lord was really helping me as I was praying for revelation about this. You go back in a nation, you find the spirit of a nation. You go back into the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, the spiritual hosts, the wickedness, the ebodies. Go back in a nation, you find the spirit that's in that land. Historically, there are these forces of darkness that are apportioned. In fact, Moses talks about it. Even the angels, a portion according to the number of, of, of the people in the land. Moses mentioned this and states it in the Torah, in the five books of Moses. Um, if you go to the spirit of a nation, you find that spirit lingers. There might come difficulties, there might come troubles, times might be even wars, but that spirit lingers and every time manifests again in one shape or another. It was when I started looking at the ancient history of Europe, now I'm talking ancient history of Europe, I went far back to the sons of Noah, that I began to realize that after Japheth, sons of Noah, his sons went north, and with these sons formed nations in Asia, and in Europe, the nation that is today, modern day uh, Russia, this nation uh, was dominated by what is called the Scythians. Now, I was able to get into this with the Greek historian, like the father of, of world history writing, man with the name of Herodotus, 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 whichever way you pronounce his surname. But he was, he was the historian that wrote about this. The Scythians that lived up above in the northern part of what is today Russia. They were aggressive and they started moving towards the south in which the Sumerians were living. The Simerians, the is not Samaria, Simerians were living in the south just above the Dead Sea, which now is called the Ukraine. The Scythians moved towards the Ukraine. In fact, I've got the whole report on that war on my computer. In fact, it's open on my computer. If I look at it, I can read it to you literally. They came south and forcefully took over those territories which which is called Ukraine. Okay. Now, from there, world history goes on. But now we see the ancient Soviet Union, and the nations connected. And of course, with those, I'm just jumping time here because we don't have all that time. Now we see these nations that are connected and uh, we see suddenly Russia makes a southward movement over into the Ukraine and that they begin to take some, some food out of the Ukraine. They begin to say, this is just offensive. And uh, Vladimir Putin makes a statement, and uh, also Xi Jinping of um, Xi Jinping of of China, they are backing one another in all of this. They make a statement that they'll they'll you know I'll take care of you, China with Russia we'll watch each other's back and we'll work together on this thing. But the movement is southwards, and the first thing that happens is that our po- world total population is is like, at this moment as I'm speaking to you, is like 7.95 or 97 billion. We're just on the edge of 8 billion people. 8 billion people have to be fed with grain. 8 billion people. They need staple food. So the first thing that happens is that the food are taken from Ukraine and... The Scythian, ancient Scythian people, modern-day Russian people, come into the south and start taking the grain and the foodstuff because the world is hungry. Hungry. You've just read about the revelation about scarcity and economic disruption, causing economic disruption right now on the planet. So that if you look at your world, pop, and just give you this. Maybe you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy hearing this. And uh, maybe I'll just do that. If you take inflation, in the United States, it's 8.6. Scarcity, pressure on society and people. If you take the European European Union, it's 8.1, also over 8%. If you take the Russian inflation, right now is 19.87, going up to over 20%. In fact, they expect, before the end of the year, 23% possibly. Now, if you look at South Africa's inflation, and then you see we're only on 6.5. Okay? If you look at our economic growth, we're on 1.9%. Of course, we've got this whole thing with with ESCOM and all of that that's, that's taking place. So the second quarter uh, from... Uh, April, May, June section of the economy should should uh, have a slowdown on that 1.9% GDP of the nation. So they're hungry and they're after the food, but they also got the hook in their jaws and God says, I'll bring you out of there. I'm going to take you down to the place where there are no walls. There are no gates around the cities where people dwell in peace. I will bring you against my people in the Holy Land. And in that day, the Bible says, the wrath of the Lord will be evoked. The anger will shine in His face and He will move. And as one commentator said, God will go to war against the enemies of Israel. Now, saying this, there are two treasures I have to say this. I just have to say this to you. With the Scythians and the Simerans, now the Simerans have been subdued, and they, like hegemony, it's like they're in a, in a state where they're caught now and taken over, and now the Scythians spread out. The Scythian Empire gets very broad, goes into uh, Eastern Europe, in the areas of Poland, Germany, and going on and furthermore. Now, with that being said, uh, that movement now spreads towards the south. Let's take the food that we've taken in the first place. Then let's go for the promised land. There you have Ezekiel chapter number 38. And then there's another thing that I need to say to you, and that's a philosophy that I picked up in my research. And that is that the, the value of a continent called Africa, the value of a continent called Africa so now these people have got an end game and there is the value of a continent called Africa with gold with diamonds shall we go on there's even oil in areas that now like Nigeria well you know what if we have the control of the world food stocks The Ukraine itself sits on number five of the world's greatest producers of wheat. Massive produce of wheat now being stolen, going off into Russia. People on the southern and on the eastern side of of the Ukraine are now given uh, Russian passports. So they all become part of a flow towards the south. And ultimately, if we control the Holy Land and if we control the oil oil fields of the Leviathan. Now there is something there, that old serpent that comes out of the sea. I can talk about that for a long time. The oil fields of the Leviathan and then move further south and let us in this massive move take control of Africa so that we are in control of the reserves for the next. I mean, Israel alone, the gas oil reserves is enough for 100 years forward. 100 years. In this 24-hour in this section we've just gone through, there was some drones sent from Hezbollah towards the, the oil rig out there on the Leviathan oil rig uh, and the gas, gas oil pipes and things. They sent drones to bomb it. And, of course, the Israeli Air Force took them out. In fact, the Israeli Air Force is one step ahead of everybody else. I mean, I've got so much to tell you. Unique in the world, unique in the world, is the fact they have what you call Operation Iron Dome, which is a missile system based upon uh, mathematics that is converted into computer technology that picks up something, aims a rocket, and fires it and intercepts it. However, with the new hypersonic missiles that are evasive, they can change direction. They go about at least 6,000 plus kilometers an hour. And they can maneuver. They're more lightweight. They fight like from an aircraft in speed, and then they go. And they have six minutes, and they bring complete destruction. This is the most dangerous development in modern-day warfare that exists. But then Israel. But God and but Israel. Um. Israel is in a different story altogether because not only have their Operation Iron Dome, I've been following their developing or development of high intensity, high intensity light, in other words, laser-pointed firing of laser energy, high intense energy, light energy. They have just, in fact, in fact, in the very fact of that, if I could just maybe I get that and tell you that uh, that uh, Israel carries out successful laser interception trials. Now, light is a bit faster than any any kind of any kind of missile that comes. So you pick it up, you take it out of the air with a beam. This is like Star Wars. Gone. 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 And all the other stuff that exists on the planet is a little bit on the slow side. It's like a headache for the nations and the, and the leaders of the nation. But Israel has now got the operation of Operation Iron Beam. They can take a golf ball, actually a, what you would say a, a cricket ball or a baseball ball, out of the air at the distance from here to Cape Town. But with that beam, it's just, it costs almost nothing once it's installed. And they're way ahead of all the other nations. The closest to them the Americans. Way ahead of everybody. They are protected. So, if we can take Africa, then we got it all. We've got the last continent with all of its wealth and all of its riches. So, let's let them... Stay one side. Leaders of Africa, just carry on. Don't worry about it. But we're coming for you when we finish with this lot in the north. Then we're coming south. But here is the thing. Number one, the rapture of the church. Number two, war breaks out. Number three, God says, I am against you, O Gog. And in the day that you make your move against the Holy Land, they never reach Africa. They've got a game plan for Africa. That's clear. They never reach Africa. So you're all safe. They never reach Africa because, let's give the Lord a praise of Him. It is indeed so. And by the way, there are some people that just set of nations against that set of nations. They've got all these philosophies wrong. Because only one nation is, meant, is mentioned as Israel. It's all about Israel of the Bible and the God of the Bible. And God taking these nations, a lot of people say, well, you know, the, uh, the, 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 let's say, for example, the Chinese can do this, the Russians can do that, the Americans can do that, the Europeans and the, listen, let me tell you something. Do you think God needs the European Union to establish judgment? Do you think He needs Russia or China or anything else? Those nations are not in control. Let me say this very clear. If those nations are not in control, God is. Give the Lord a praise offering. Give the Lord a praise offering. Those nations are not in control. The Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, He sits upon the throne at the right hand of the Father, and He takes them to task. And when they come out against Israel, it's just exactly there where they will fall. Now, if you look at Revelation, and you look at Revelation chapter number 6, and uh, you briefly look at what happens here, how that these four horses come out and that there's this horse called famine, which is, if you look at the, the fiery red one, which is war, of course, the white one, which have had there, and that one is the, uh, is, is the Antichrist. The black horse with a pair of scales, that's a symbol of scarcity. Economic disruption, economic disorder, and scarcity. So the world is moving towards that. But you know one thing I say about Africa, and I love Africa. I love the people of Africa, I love Africa. These people of Africa have got a way of survival. They can survive. In the midst of what goes on in the North, we can say a lot about those things. Indeed, I can say, I can talk for a quarter of a term on that stuff. We can say a lot of those things in the North. But Africa is set aside like, okay, we're, we wanna, we'd like to take charge of Africa also, but okay, let's first deal with this. They'll never deal with Africa because the Lord himself walked as a baby child on the soil of Africa in Egypt. Amen. Like I've always said, Simon of Cyrene, he was from Cyrene in Africa. He, he bore the cross. What an honor for any man to be a joint bearer of the cross of Jesus Christ. Simon of Cyrene. Jacob and the whole house of Israel. Mo, uh, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Joseph. Joseph. All of those people were in Africa. Do you think that after Jesus walked here and Simon of, of Cyrene... And the Lord himself, spending life here, running around in the streets there of Egypt, most probably without shoes, little boy, the little boy Jesus. Do you think God's going to give over Africa just like that to anybody that's greedy? It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It's not in the Bible. And what's not in the Bible is not going to happen. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Amen. In Ezekiel chapter 38 from verse 18, it'll come to pass at the same time Gog, when Gog comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that I will show fury in my face. Number one, there will be an earthquake. This vicious earthquake That'll cause mountains to fall, walls to cave in, people to run, and cry out with fear. This earthquake will come at that time and upheave the entire uh, conglomeration or confederation of these states that come against Israel. Then all the men who are on the face of the middle of verse number 20, on the face of the earth, shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall on the ground. Then number two, I'll call for a sword against Gog. Throughout all my mountains, says the Lord God, every man's sword will be against his brother. They'll start wiping out and fighting with one another. They will fight with one. In fact, there's several places in the Bible where just this exact thing happens. They begin destroying one another. And verse 22, I'll bring him into judgment with pestilence and bloodshed. And I'll rain down upon him and on his troops, and on the many peoples who are with him, flooding rain, great hailstones, fire, and brimstone. Thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Now, dear friends, time chases me way, way, way too much. But to say this to you, it is to me as clear as you can say one thing that that Scythian movement through to the, uh, the Simerans uh, in the south, just above the Black Sea, that's, in other words, Ukraine now. That thing has been a thing that's, that's age old, come through centuries. And they will want food because Russia sits in the north. They want oil because Israel's got oil. Russia's in an area which is cold, And uh, they will want, another thing is they will want warm water ports because their, their harbors freeze up for a quarter of the year, four months out of the year. So Israel's got ports that are warm water ports. So that's very convenient. Plus the oil gas situation. Very convenient. Lots of energy. We can enhance our energy. Let's move south against the Holy Land. Minerals of the Dead Sea, worth billions and billions and billions, not to talk about the oil that currently Israel has become. Israel is full of oil wells at the moment. A lot of people don't know that, but if I look at the maps of the oil fields of Israel, it's amazing how much they're doing right now because there's a whole sub-geographical sub-geo- uh, stream of oil that flows all the way from what you call the Fertile Crescent, all the way from, from Persia in the, and, and uh, Iran, Iraq, And then, of course, all the way through to uh, part Syria into and over Israel. Right through Israel into the sea. And there's the mouth, the tunnel of the Leviathan. Which, of course, also will be stirred up in this last hour. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you as we close the session, because I have to close the session. Otherwise, I go on till tonight. I'm saying to you, we are living in Africa. This threat is not for you. You are living in Africa, the people and the leaders of our our country, we need to pray for our leadership. Stop the criticizing and judging. I mean, people criticize and judge endlessly. In fact, I don't like to be close to people when they start speaking in that type of terminology. I just don't like it. Instead of praying for the nation, they judge. They're going to stop the nonsense and love one another. Can you say amen? Instead of saying, well, this is too short, that's too long, the Bible tells us in the first place that prayers, supplications, intercession, and giving of thanks should be made for all men, to all those who are in leadership and in authority over nations. While we are living here in South Africa, that we should pray that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. But instead of that, they knock one another sideways, and then they knock back again and all of that goes on. In the meantime, God wants to bless South Africa. Are you listening to what I've just said to you? God wants to bless this nation. Because there is a church in this nation and a huge percentage of believers just like you. And for the sake of the righteous, God will not forsake this land. Can you say amen? amen. Let's stand up and give the Lord a praise offering, everybody. Give the Lord a proper praise offering. God will not forsake this land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The kingdom of God is advancing, has advanced. South Africa has got a purpose and a mission to touch Africa with the gospel of Jesus Christ, to proclaim the love of God, unity and love for one another, to find each other, to take the health, the the strength of each other, all the various talents, combine them, synergize them, and then build a new tomorrow together. Africa shall not fail. Africa has been saved by God. Africa will be reserved. God will not allow the nations of the world. Doesn't matter when it's northeast, northwest, doesn't matter. God will not allow the nations of the world to take South Africa like a dog behind its back and shake it around. Like a, you know, just like a useless rag. We are not useless. We belong to Jesus Christ, this country. Can you say amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise, I forgive the body. Amen. Tonight, how you live in the midst of this comes sharply into focus. We've just put a basic thing there for you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Indeed, indeed, be assured. Be assured very much assured verily verily the Lord will bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you cause you to prosper to be in health and give you peace and sustain you during times of trouble look up because your redemption is now near thank you Lord Jesus and all God's people said for more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.